blossoming, blossoming moments. Welcome everyone to Today I'm Alive. I'm your host, Margaret Abedin. I trust you're ready for the summer season, embracing the sunshine, gracing yourself in bright colors with smiles on your faces. It's my honor and pleasure to welcome my special guest, Sunita Cole. Sunita, welcome. Margaret, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, Sunita is a theta energy healer using, en using energy healing to reconnect you with who you really are. She's also a coach, angel cards, and psychic reader. You know what, Sunita, I simply love how you define yourself. And this is how I pick up. I love life. I love being human being and a divine being at the same time. You know, Sunita, when I read those words, it just sort of really, uh, you know, I would say tickle me, send shivers down my spine. Can I just say why? Before you come out and share, I would like to tell you why those words send shivers down my spine. Because they are in alignment about how I feel about life also. I love life and life love me. And I, I see myself as a divine, infinite spiritual being playing my part in this world. So as I said, when I saw those words, I just felt, oh my gosh, what an alignment of two human beings coming together. So you can see the smile on my face and I can see the smile on your face because it really connected something deep within me. So Sunita, could you tell us a bit more about yourself, you know, your study where you were born, etc. Sure. Thank you so much, Margaret. I um I was born here in the UK. My parents were also born here in the UK, but my grandparents are Indian from India. And um and so I I regard myself to be an Indian woman, uh British, and um yeah, I, I love being I love I love both parts of that of my identity. I think lots of things make up our, our identities, and I think that they're all very important. Um, I have studied um, my history for my master's degree. I did study a lot of imperial history, and um, I think it really um, shaped the, the, the those years, actually. Um, although I went on to work in a completely different industry, um, and I do think that... Go ahead. I mean, yeah, you know... When you think like that and you feel all that history and thing that you learn, I mean, what is it that really sort of ignite you to be doing what you're doing now? I mean, because I'm sure there was something from learning all that, understanding all those sort of things as you were just, you know, effortlessly flowing with. What is it that ignites you to, to do what you're doing, the theta healing, healing of people, etc.? Uh, could you proceed with that? Yes, Margaret, I found myself um, really living the life that I'd really, really wanted. And I thought it was such a beautiful experience. And I was so grateful to have achieved, uh, to achieve that. But um, it, it didn't last, Margaret. And um, and then I, I, I began to realize that as I saw it slip through my fingers and I, I started to become very unwell, um, I realized that, that, you know, my emotions were all over the place and lots of things were going on internally that were causing this um, spiral. I started to look into, um, you know, our belief systems, our subconscious mind, um, what it is that uncovers what's happening in the in our conscious space. Yes. And um, and that really led me down the path towards energy healing, and um, and I became a theta healer. 
So um, Gita really gave me something quite special. You know, it's the ability to connect on 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 a really high level to be able to see things in in four different strands, and those four strands really are our core. So um, you know, everything that we believe, uh, our life up until this point, uh, our thoughts and feelings, why we are the way we are. Yes, and. I knew the things that I needed to work on, but there were other strands at play that perhaps we overlook. And that is our history level. So we might not believe the things that our family believe, but our, what our family believes and the belief systems that we inherit from them live inside our bones in our skeletal structure. Mm-hmm. And so we might not be feeling those things, but if they are, if they are indeed in our family line, then we can inherit them. And it is our responsibility to remove those, uh, those obstacles from our path in order to move forward, not just for ourselves, but as a legacy also for our future generations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I, sorry. I was just, I just want to pinpoint something you were saying about how, when you become aware of these things inside of you, because there is something I'm studying um, at the moment about awakenings, you know, sometimes as we're going on in life and certain things come into our vision or in part, and it, it, it wakes you up to find that the reality of who you are really going within. And just as you said, finding out in your, your beliefs, what where the beliefs come from, the ancestors and things like that. So you are sharing something that I am really now at this present moment, understanding myself. And it's so wonderful to, to hear that when someone like yourself is saying something that I am on that path of learning. So this is why sometimes, uh, Sunita, I think it's absolutely, you know, the vibrations of thoughts, the energy of ourselves, how we can connect with people on that journey. And you are just bringing that to light so effortlessly. So I just felt I had to interject and say that because really you are speaking the words that I am learning. So I thank you. Thank you humbly, humbly. Go ahead. Thank you, Margaret. Those are the synchronicities that I like to call the magic. They're the sprinkle, they're the stardust, you know, that we that we experience on a daily basis. And it's just so special. Um, But you led me into the third, the third, uh, the third strand, the ancestral line. Now, the ancestral line is an interesting one. It can show up in small whispers in your ear. And you will know the difference between, you know, your internal whisper, which is connected to your genius, and then your internal whisper, you know, the whisper that comes from the from the ancestors. Um, the ancestors often, they don't want to be obstacles for us. And so very often when they do send us a thought or send us a feeling, the feeling often comes from a place of wanting to protect us. You know, if we're go, if we're doing something spectacular in our lives, perhaps we are the first in our family to do it. The ancestors often come because they want to show us, are you sure about this? Is it safe for us to do this? Because it may not have been safe for them. Oh, but you know, I have, sorry, I mean, this is breathless, um, Sunita. I mean, if I had my glasses off, you would see tears well in my eyes. Exactly what you're saying, something in this present time I am going through, you know, some sort of challenge, but and I feel like I should pull away from it. But just as you said, it is perhaps my ancestor saying, Margaret, don't step there. It's an unknown path. It's right. an unknown path. But being, as you said, we are here to break the cycle, to learn more, 
I am going. So you really came through in such a way that helped me now to realize what I'm doing and where I'm going. So my gosh, I'm yes, telling you. Margaret, your beautiful ancestors always want to protect you. You are their baby. And so they're very proud of you and they always stand behind you and they want to join you in this beautiful life that you're living. But they also, they have their own sort of insecurities and concerns, which they experienced, but it was a different time. And so what we can do is we can ask to speak to them and we can say, you know, would you like to update? Would you like to receive the um, the downloads, receive the growth that I have experienced in my personal development? Would you like to receive that? Would you like to grow in the way that I have? Now, of course, it is up to them. They have their free will. Uh, most of them really want to, Margaret. They want to grow with you, especially in the female ancestry line. Yes. They want to experience, you know, they want to have the advancement. Um, and 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 if you have a if you have a few stubborn ancestors, you can ask them to go to the back of the line while you're proceeding with what it is that you're trying to achieve in the here and now. But you know, they and you can receive blessings from them, and it is really a beautiful relationship. They are part of our bigger family. Yeah, so so this is where, when we say, you know, healing, transform, changes us, this is where it really comes and it really set that boundary. Because what you're saying there, Arsenita, it really sounds like it's a transformation of, you know, for, for our ancestors too. I mean, we're all transforming, just as you said, but it also heals us to become so much more aware, whatever trauma, whatever wounds or whatever, how we can really transform them to be, to change ourselves. So that's what I'm feeling and hearing and what you're saying. So it really is coming out in such a way where I think it really is a needed dialogue that we're having here, Sunita. So please carry on. Yeah, the, um, the the important thing to remember is when you're trying to achieve something or when you're trying to overcome something, it might not be your fault. And I think that's a really important message. If, if the issue is um, really being inherited from the family line or being um, a concern for the ancestral line, then, you know, it's not our fault. And so sometimes when we feel like we've hit a, a brick wall, you know, sometimes it's not our stuff, but we have to be aware that, that we're part of a bigger structure, that we're part of a bigger spiritual family. And so there's more, you know, there's we have to look at the, the, bigger, the, the bigger picture in order to do that work. The last strand is our soul line. And there are lots of beliefs that we collect in our soul line. There are lots of contracts we make. Sometimes we make a contract on a soul level to love somebody for eternity. Oh. And so <laughs> we, have to, we have to look into that soul line and think, right, what, what, what can I, what no longer serves me? What does not serve me in this lifetime? What, do, what, what agreements have I made on a soul level that, you know, I just don't agree with anymore or don't fit in? in the here and now. And so, um, you know, people make all kinds of soul agreements, uh, soul agreements to stay poor, soul agreements to, to love someone, uh, all these kinds of things. And so the soul level healing is the deepest healing that we can have. Um, of course, as you know, when someone comes to see me, the issue is never the issue. <laughs> <laughs> 
People come, you know, they have their popular things they'd like to talk about. Money, love, depression and anxiety is a really popular one in the corporate space. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, what does that really mean? Well, I can tell you it's not got anything to do with the topic they've chosen. You know, it's a soul agreement they've made. It's an ancestral thing that 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 we need to update. Yes, yes. I understand it so clearly. But I, I, I have a way too of putting it. It's just like seeing the icing on the cake. And then when we go, the ingredients as to exactly what is below all that, you know, on the surface, what you that's how I can see it. You know, we look at it and but then we when we go deep, it's not what we are seeing on top. It's what we yes. really have. So that's how I can see when you're saying that. And I do understand that uh, um, quite a lot because I myself can look at my past to see where I have been, you know, the past I've taken to be. And I know it has a lot to do with what's happened in the past and certain things, issues perhaps I was not conscious of. So I do understand when you say when your clients come in, they think they're talking about something, but then later on, it's not what they really came there to do. So it's such an amazing way of discovering, you know, these things within ourselves. And from what you're saying there, um, Sunita, it seems like you are really, you know, heading in that way of really unraveling how people can really find that inner, inner um, awareness of themselves. Yes. But one thing I would like to ask you, I mean, so when someone comes to you, I mean, I just want to have a, a, a deeper awareness. What is the first thing do you think for them to really get into that nitty gritty, you know, bottom layer of whatever? Could you just give us a bit of an example? How does that work? Yes. Good question, Margaret. Now, sometimes um, I can feel the person before they approach me. And so I am aware, you know, if they're very open, if they're if they're very open to to this kind of work, I know that they're going to come to see me and I know uh, the general issue. Uh, Sometimes their angels or their spirit guides might come and tap me on the shoulder and let me know. Because remember, your soul family, your your angels, your spirit guides, they love you to pieces and they want to help you. So sometimes I do get a little um, preview. Um, Upon meeting in real life, you know, um, we um, quickly can get to the bottom of things because um, I will... Uh, I will take part in a scan. So we have a body scan uh, where I will just um, uh, go up, up, up into right to source and ask to scan the person's body to have a look at what their beliefs are, what the issues might be, what if there's any pain in the body or disease in the body. Hmm. And, um, And then the client would share, you know, they would share what they'd like to work on. It's one topic per Per session and um and 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 then um you know I would be guided to discuss different things hmm. now the conversation is quite effortless like you said um when the conversation becomes a little bit more strained or perhaps um you know you can really feel the emotion coming up it can be a little bit difficult but um but generally speaking you know we're trying to get to the point that is the issue. Mm-hmm. And whatever that might be, it's really important to very delicately um, to remove that mm-hmm. and to ask to ask source to remove it, to remove the pattern, to remove the contract um, and to, 
you know, to give the client what they really need to empower them so that they can achieve what they'd like to achieve. So they can show up in the world um, as who they really are. Yes, yes. And they can feel they can feel that it's safe for them to be visible. It's safe for them to be themselves. Um, you know, our cultures have a lot to play in this as well. So although I was born here and my parents were born here, I come from a very beautiful, enriched Indian culture. Um, and sometimes I'm doing wonderful things like moving abroad for work or, you know, buying my own place and doing all these great things. And, you know, my culture might not agree with that. And so we do have to delve into that and say, okay, right, what are the issues here? Why am I not able to, to, to do this? What is the obstacle? And um, just updating, updating all the time and, and getting to the root of it. Why is it not, um, you know, why perhaps the culture doesn't want us to do something. So getting to the root of, of why that is, um, if it's if it's safe for women to do so, if it's um, if it's looked upon disfavorably for them in the future and um, and overturning all of those stones, that's, I think, going to help us to move forward, not just for me, but, you know, for my for, for my for my children, for my for their children uh, beyond that. So any work that you do on yourself, it's not just for you. There is a legacy of the work that we do on ourselves. But, we are but, carrying that forward in our yeah. bloodline with anyone that shares DNA with us. And that can also include a romantic partner. You know, if you're sleeping in the same bed, there is an exchange of DNA there when we mm -hmm. have skin to skin touch. So, um, you know, our work really has a ripple effect of all the people that are around us, people that we live with, people that we work with very closely with, can feel our energy shifting. And when those energy shifts happen, there is a beautiful uh, flow all around us and everyone can really bask in that lovely feeling, that, that growth. Wow, wow. You know, so it, it sounds so magical. And as I said, I the reason why I keep wanting to say, wow, wow, is just something I'm working on right now. And exactly what you're saying there about emotions, how, you know, if we have or keep on having these sort of like, I don't know, toxic emotion feeling, how it can really, the ripple effect just affect your family, your community, people around you. But once you become aware of them and really, you know, work with them or, or dissolve them or you know, really allow it to flow, how you can see that magic of that whole being, that true being, that authentic being. And I think this is exactly where I'm stepping into. And this is why I'm able to align with your conversation to attract someone like yourself in my life until today I'm alive because, you know, this is what I've seen, the beautiful people like yourself who have been coming onto the show is really, you know, in alignment of how I myself a feeling and this is why it is so magical but one thing i would like to really pinpoint here um and especially for the listeners now say if you have a client coming in with some sort of um trauma or something there i just want to understand like the steps you take them to and then to see the end result and what is the ex expression of amazement of like, wow, the new me, I am reborn. So I think that would be so phenomenal and engaging to really pass that on to myself and to the listeners. The floor is yours. <laughs> this is a brilliant question. 
Um, very often with light workers, you know, we are the uh, first point of contact in an emergency. You know, they want to ha- they want to see me in an emergency. Something's going on, um, and they're not sure. They're in the midst of the tornado that's going on. Um, when we work with, with with someone, we're looking at all of these different layers, these layers of the cake that you described earlier, the layers of you know what's happening in your life, what's happening in 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 your family, in your family history, what's happening at your soul level, what's happening with um, perhaps the growth that um, that is being delivered to you, and um, and during that time it's really important to um, look at the bigger picture and to pinpoint the source of that pain and what the lesson is that this person is being taught in a painful way. In a healing session, once we identify what the lesson is and what the juicy, juicy gain was from learning that lesson, we can eliminate that program, remove it, cancel it, delete it, and move forward in a much more succinct way, in a more aligned way, in a more loving way. When we get to the bottom of the issue and pull that issue, it's not just going to affect that particular situation that the person has come in for. It's going to affect every single area of their life. If somebody's come in because they're feeling anxious or a little depressed, and the issue is actually to do with connection and loneliness or neglect in their childhood, once that is removed and we replace it with what it feels like to belong, what it feels like to feel safe with with people, what it feels like to be able to connect in a safe way, in a loving way, that's going to affect every area of that person's life. And it's not just um, here on, on, on earth, but it's going to allow them to receive all of those blessings and all of those miracles that they deserve, that were always there for them. When you take a miracle, when you receive a miracle, you are not taking it from somebody else. There is an infinite amount for everybody. And so if we are helping somebody to realize that they can have, that they can receive, that they can be, um, have received this beautiful love, light, energy, they're going to receive lots of beautiful things in their life at that time because then the the energy, the vibration of receiving, they're in the vibration of feeling lucky, which is similar to lucky girl syndrome, which is very popular at the moment. It's going to affect everything. And at that point, I always say to everybody, please remember to text me what beautiful things happened. Wow, that is so magical, so beautiful. Has anyone ever texted you and share with them the outcome of, of what? They you have. can share a bit, you can share one or something. They yeah? have. I've yeah. had um, an offer to go on a hot air balloon, yeah. um, you know, just as a thanks, because people, you know, it really does shift 
things really do shift and i've we've had amazing um amazing shifts and, and um, amazing um outcomes i will share something for myself um actually um you know i um i have seen um real shifts in uh, financially i have seen shifts with promotions i have seen shifts with um family members who you know weren't in my life return and for me, Margaret, that is my most special miracle, you know, to be reunited with people that I um, that I hadn't been in contact with. Um, and it is it really is one of the most beautiful things that I've experienced. Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, to when when you are you're saying about these magical, these miracles, it's like a rebirth of the of the individual, whoever is, you know, because we are so lost in all the layers, as you said, culture and, you know, the external world and things like that, but not realizing whatever we are looking for, it's, it, it's within ourselves. But it's how we go about that to really become more, um, if you want to make it more visible, I mean, make it more visible. I think you used that word at one point and it really like, I just love that word, you know, sometimes how we, we could be lost within ourselves, but become more visit, visible to our, our true self, being our true self. So I, I think that word really stuck in my mind. I don't know if you recall um, saying that. When we that is it, um, so funny. Like anytime we work on visibility, my client will lose weight. It's just something that happens. Really? Yes, because, um, you know, very often if we don't feel like it's safe to be visible, you know, uh, especially with um, uh, situations where abuse has, has occurred, any kind of abuse, it can um, uh, add to, to extra pounds, yeah. uh, carrying extra pounds. And so when we have a release, when we're letting go of a pattern or when we're letting go of an old um, program, um, uh, spiritually letting go, you know, you actually physically lose weight. <laughs> wow, wow. But, you know, we're also pulling lots of things um, out of the solar plexus, you know, things uh, that the, the physical, uh, there's not just a spiritual baggage, there's a physical baggage that we carry. And so when we let go of the spiritual baggage, it allows the cells of our body to let go of that, of the excess uh, baggage that we had uh, perhaps in our solar plexus. Our solar plexus is where our navel is on our and our tummies. So yeah. it can really help help with that as well. Wow, wow. I don't know, this uh, a story, a, a memory just came into my mind as we were talking about visible and losing weight. I remember I had this friend, I've known her for donkey years. She used to smoke a lot and she was very slim. But once she stopped smoking, she put on a lot of weight. So, and I've seen other people sometimes, you know, doing something consistently, but because I guess smoking could be like just to hold you down or some, I don't know, you know, because I have not been a smoker, so I don't know. But it's just how I saw that um, situation with my friend. I didn't recognize her after how many months I've seen and she stopped smoking. She just put on weight. So I don't know if that is something to, when we are pushing certain things down, how we can, you know, how should I say? I mean, sometimes we can lose weight or put on weight, but once we release it, how it can really make us lighter, see things clearer, etc. So that little story just pop into my mind for some reason when it when it comes to how people can suppress themselves with certain things, you know, put yeah. on weight, and then all yeah. of a sudden they are no longer when they when they let it out. They're no longer, you know, in that circumstances. Does that make sense? 
this is a very good example, Margaret, of um, what we call um, the collective conscious belief. So, um, you know, in the collective conscious, we 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 know that there is a pattern between giving up smoking and putting on weight. So because that pattern is cemented into the collective conscious consciousness, we believe that to be true. And so if we were to remove that, that, that you know, it's not necessarily the case, um, we, we would have to look at the individual as well and perhaps what other uh, beliefs, patterns that they have um, in order to remove the correct ones. Um, but the collective conscious, please, please um, be aware that when the collective is in a place that isn't um, perhaps the highest vibration, it's really important to disconnect from the collective beliefs right, right. and so when you're in an environment where the collective is really high and really full of love then it's wonderful to connect to that again but there are lots of beliefs that we pick up along our way uh floating memories you know yes. ad, ad, ads that we hear on the radio you know all of these different things are programming us yes. and then you know we have religious programming we have um uh, cultural programming we have uh, uh programming from our grandparents when we're little and they look after us mm -hmm. and um you know they could they could be telling us different things as well so um so there is but 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 the weight one's really interesting yes, yes. really interesting um i had um i worked with somebody previously who um who was having a lot of issues with their weight and um and and we uncovered that you know there was issues of uh, fast and famine, um, uh, feast and famine in their uh, history line. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. And so do you see, so if you're coming from a history of feast and famine, then you're going to have a different relationship with food. Yes, yes. And yes. so that's why it's just um, important to be aware of, of all of the different things that we're picking up so we can identify what it is that we no longer, you know, need to, need to be, needs to be part of our structure. Yes. You know, talking about collective consciousness, I'm going to go back a bit with the um, coronavirus pandemic because of how the everything was, you know, talking about it or talking about it. So all of us looking at the television, listening to this, reading this, etc. I mean, I've always said, you know, because we're all consuming with most of us consuming all that and there's so much negativity, so much suffering, so much pain. And you see how more and more it came into alignment with people from all over the world. So because oh, we were all collectively consciousness thinking of this, to me, I am not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, it's just my general knowledge and awareness saying, well, if we're all thinking like that, that's what we're going to create because we're all vibrations and energy. Yes, Margaret, I think in the beginning, we were all glued to our screens, like yes. what's happening? We, you know, we're in an age of Aquarius, the age of information. Yes. And so we just wanted to know more and wanted to know what this means for us and our families, our loved ones. Mm -hmm. But actually, Margaret, I think a lot of people woke up in the pandemic. You know, it really accelerated mm -hmm. the um, the awakening. And so um, that is what I would take away from what we learned in the pandemic, you know, a mass great awakening and welcome our other brothers and sisters joining us now on really um, um, some of them are seeking the truth 
um and um you know any any of there's lots of truth seekers out there um and i would really look at your 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 relationship with with the truth because the law of truth you can meet the law of truth up, up, up there upstairs and the law of truth is quite uh it's like a guillotine boom it comes down very very sharp yes so, yes. Um, oh, so, wow. yes. so, so it's really interesting it is not the law of truth is not compassionate yes. uh, you <laughs> so know, there so are truth yes. seekers um and then there are people you know um uh, people who wanted to protect their families and 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 now they're looking at um protecting their families spiritually which is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of people woke up and um they're they're seeking alternatives they're seeking different paths they're opening their minds they're they're reading books they're doing all sorts of things yeah. um and and the important thing to remember from the pandemic for me was that you know togetherness is important and um and we don't necessarily have to be in the same room to be together so please remember our hearts are connected we are connected through our dna we are connected through our soul families you know who might not be in our family line um we connection connection was the key for me yes yes uh you know i agree with you 100 percent. i i look at it what was like a retreat for me and just as you said, to discover this really inner inner part of me, you know, to rise beyond, you know, to my super genius. I felt it was like, wow, I really, you know, I mean, sad that people died or whatever. But for me, it really helped me to go deeper into myself, to find myself, to really, you know, have that sense of awakening deeper than, you know, myself. It was absolutely beautiful. You know, um, Sunita, this has been such a wonderful and um, food for thought um, dialogue that you've been sharing here um, with me and my listeners. And I think, you know, the work you're doing and what you're able to really go deep within and help people become so much alignment with the ancestors of who they truly are, you know, all what from ancestors days to this present moment is such a beautiful, beautiful um, way of really helping people. So what I would like um, for you to do, because we have about um, three minutes or so, is to, if there is one thing you can leave um, for the customer about your healing, about thing, you know, in a sentence or whatever, could you just share with us? Thank you, Margaret. Thank you for having me. And um, I'd really like to share with everyone that, you know, there are lots of different things that happen on a daily basis where you might feel disconnected or you might not feel like deserving. I just want to remind everyone that they really truly are good enough, that you truly are important, that you are special, that you are here, you are unique, and that you are equal to all others. Please remember how important you are in this place, in this time, and how valuable that feeling is. I really would like to thank you, Margaret. Your voice really is uh, a very important part of our journey. You are presenting um, uh, really valuable. um, uh, uh, This platform is incredibly valuable to us all. You have a beautiful story and a beautiful articulation. And um, I really would like to thank you. Thank you and all the listeners um, for having me.
Oh, it's such a great pleasure. It's an honor. I've really been honored. I mean, I wish we sometimes when I get into dialogues like this, you know, I don't want it to stop because I'm like a little child, you know, unwrapping a gift and, and just want to embrace it and enhance it and learn so much more. So I thank you from the depth of my heart and my soul. Now, before we, we um, tune off, I just would like to um, ask you, when you hear the word today, I'm alive. What is it that says that to you? Could you just share it with a few words before we um, uh, wrap up? Thank you, Margaret. I am alive. Every part of me is alive. All of the cells, molecules, atoms of my body are alive and they are full of love. And I absolutely love your title because we are not just alive here. We are alive, we are alive in our consciousness. We are alive in our subconscious. We are alive as the star seed that made us. We are alive and we have been alive for much longer than we know. Thank you. Thank you, Sunita. As I said, it's a great joy and a pleasure. We are just about to leave the beautiful platform. And again, great pleasure. Have a beautiful- Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm your host, Margaret Abigail. Tune in next week for another rocketing episode of Today I'm Alive. Share with your friends and family and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. To hire me for talks and events, please email me at info at margaretabedeen.com. Thanks for listening. Today I'm alive. Today I'm alive. And I'm feeling good.